Today's featured presenter is Jason Phillips. Jason Phillips is responsible for implementing Synchron's pricing solutions for the company's customer base, working in global and complex environments. Jason has implemented solutions around the world, including North America, Japan, Jordan, and Europe. Prior to joining Synchron, Jason was a product manager and a designer for PTC, which was previously Servogistics. He received his master's degree in industrial engineering from Georgia Tech in 2010. Now, without further ado, and because you know a little bit about our fabulous presenter, I'm going to turn over the presentation to Jason. Jason, thank you so very much. On behalf of uh, myself at Professional Pricing Society, and thank you to Syncron, we hope that you have a fabulous presentation. Everyone, Jason Phillips. Thanks for the introduction, Megan. And I'd also like to thank the Pricing Professional Society for the opportunity to speak on this forum today. Uh, I remember attending my first PPS conference almost six years ago now, and I've definitely grown with the wealth of knowledge that the society disseminates. Really looking forward to the next PPS conference in October. Okay, so welcome everyone, and thank you for joining today's session. I'm confident that you'll find this interesting and valuable. Today, we're going to cover a topic which has become extremely relevant, and especially given the state of the durable goods market. In today's session, we'll focus on four objectives. First, we'll explore how the contracting durable goods market is causing pain for manufacturers across the world. And then we'll discuss how manufacturers are realizing that their post-sales service businesses are uh, turning out to be an incredible source of uh, margin and revenue improvements. Next, we'll uncover the main reasons why traditional status quo type service parts pricing strategies are completely missing significant financial opportunities. Following that, we'll dig into a few case studies which illustrates how major companies are driving service revenue up by as much as 5% and gross profits up by over 7% utilizing advanced pricing optimization techniques for service parts pricing. Finally, we'll wrap up with a quick Q&A session. How's the durable goods market looking today? Uh, if you've kept an eye on the news related to the orders for durable goods, you'll easily see that the market is heading in the wrong direction. Orders for durable goods are declining, which is causing the market to contract. This market contraction is delivering a lethal combination of punishing blows to the financial performance of manufacturers around the world, and it's wreaking havoc to the global economy. The declining demand for durable goods captured in headlines in 2015 and the downward trend is continuing this year. Orders for manufactured durable goods plummeted by 4.0% in June after falling 2.8% in May and 2.8% in February. These gloomy market conditions have manufacturers searching high and low for new sources of revenue and profit margins. A growing group of smart and innovative companies like Volvo, Hitachi, Morbark, Fidel, and others are actually tapping into their post-sales service business for 
margin and revenue relief. More specifically, the, they're trying to optimize their prices um, for their service parts to deliver significant improvement in their financial performance. So, a long list of manufacturers are feeling the pinch uh, imposed by the decline in durable goods uh, orders right now. Here's a few examples to illustrate how manufacturers have publicly explained how the contracting markets will impact their financials. Um, in 2016, Boeing revealed their plans to deliver fewer commercial jets this year than last year, sending its stock down by the most in more than 14 years um, and triggering a sell-off in the aerospace shares. Boeing said it will hand over 740 to 745 commercial aircrafts in 2016, which is further down from their 762, which they delivered last year. Chief Executive Dennis Mullenberg uh, said Boeing is reducing its production rates um, of its most profitable pro products to ensure that it's in sync with demands for its jets. Similarly, Caterpillar is uh, declining um, with its demand in mining and oil drilling, and this will cause uh, its 2016 revenue to fall by about 10%. Even ABB's orders uh, intake was about 12% down in 2015 uh, and is expected to drop a further, 2000, further in 2016. These are a few reasons why smart manufacturers across the world have now turned their focus to post-sales service for growth and improved profitability. In doing so, uh, these manufacturers are now viewing service parts pricing optimization as a silver lining in a declining market. Therefore, uh, service pricing, service parts pricing, is uh, becoming the new profit lever. Now, while the Gartner Group suggests that uh, price optimization can increase margin by about 50 basis points and uh, revenue by as much as 4%. Companies using our service parts pricing solution uh, drive service parts revenue by as much as even 5% and gross profits as much as 7%. So think about how improvements like this would impact your business. More importantly, Think about how improvements like this could help you earn more without even affecting other areas of your business. Probably asking the next question, um, well, how do I achieve these growth targets? And uh, one of the uh, critical success factors is uh, a proper planning session across uh, various departments. Um, let's consider the following scenario. We start with the actuals from the previous year and decide what target for the next year should be. What we're going to, what are we going to achieve um, by getting to this target, and how are we going to um, get to this target? Well, uh, the first thing we need to do is attract new customers. How do you attract new customers? You do that through marketing and sales. Um, what else can we do? Um, we could try to increase the volume of sales to existing customers. 
Well, how do you do that? Through offering various promotions and discounts and rebates. Um, that still doesn't get us all the way. Uh, so what else do we need to change? We could increase the price through annual price reviews. Um, and with that, uh, looks like we've hit our targets. So success. Um, it's only a word that simple. We forgot that margin leakage is also going to occur. So from your price, rebates and unrealized prices are going to take a chunk out of your newly modified price book. So we just drop below the target with that. Oh, and by the way, uh, your product mix, uh, if it's not correct, then that's also going to take away from your volume. Um, so that's another chunk gone. Then your customers, if they're not satisfied, that's going to take another chunk away from your margins. And uh, finally, uh, looks like uh, costs need to be considered as well. So um, the increase in costs and change in uh, customer satisfaction, um, supplier satisfaction actually uh, reduces your actuals uh, as well. So um, causing a missed target. So now we've mi completely missed our 2016 target. And uh, but that's not all the problems that uh, uh, you're going to face. You're also going to face changing market conditions, competitor responses and actions uh, to changes in our price, and not to mention a whole load of data complexity. So now, by now, you figured out that uh, we need a specific solution to solve these problems. So for uh, for starters, uh, we need tools to create uh, comprehensive value-driven segmentation strategies where we can figure out what the real factors driving prices are. We need competitor insight so that we can react to our competitors' changes in a rational manner. We need a tool that can churn through high volumes of data and streamline it. We need um, a better price management solution to manage our rebates and discount programs better. We'll also need uh, better analytical insights to help us improve our product mix. Uh, we need a tool that can capture feedback uh, for our prices and deliver and drive us to take better action. Um, and we'll need a tool to give us better cost visibility. A combination of tools um, or a single solution that might combine all these tools can help us get back to our 2016 targets and plug those margin, leak, uh, those margin leaks. The fastest and most effective way for a company to realize its uh, maximum profit is to get its pricing right. Um, the right price can boost profit faster and uh, it increases your volume as well. Uh, the wrong price, on the other hand, can shrink it just as quickly. Um, many otherwise toughened managers uh, typically shy away from initiatives to improve price. Um, 
and this is because they've, they're worried that um, they'll alienate uh, or lose their customers. The result of this is um, a, the result of not managing um, your price performance, however, is far more damaging. Um, getting the price right is one of the most fundamental and important management functions. Uh, it should be uh, a manager's first responsibility, um, and it's a nuts and bolts kind of a job that determines the dollar and cents performance of a company. So now let's uh, compare, uh, for example, the profit implications of a 1% volume and a 1% increase in price. For a company with average economics, improving unit volume by 1% yields a 3% in operating profit, assuming no decrease in price, of course. But as this, ex as this exhibit shows, um, a 1% improvement in price, assuming no loss in volume, increases operating performance by about 10%. So improvements in price typically have Two to, f two to three or even four times the effect of profitability as proportionate uh, increases in volume. Um, such extreme uh, profit leakage, um, um, pricing is one of the functions that a company can always improve. Um, uh, in another case study, uh, a particular consumer durable products company increased its profitable uh, dollars by at least 30% with a mere 2.5% improvement in average prices. An, uh, an industrial equipment manufacturer boosted its operating profits by about 35%, uh, carefully managing uh, price levels up by a modest 3%. According to our research, a wide variety of businesses, including those in um, the consumer packaged goods and uh, energy and banking and financial services have actually achieved comparable results. So even if a company's managers make the right pricing decisions 90% of the time, it's worthwhile to try for 92% because the payoff is that high. So what are the challenges uh, if you decide to maintain status quo with your pricing and stay in the spreadsheet world. Um, the market prices aren't understood or incorporated into your pricing strategies for one. Um, your basic cost plus pricing will get overused. Uh, there's a lack of visibility due to financial impact of price changes. Um, there's little to no coordination or visibility between organizational levels. Uh, annual workflows will limit the effectiveness of price changes. Uh, infrequent price changes impact uh, the ability to capitalize on market opportunities. And finally, um, manual processes simply lack the scalability required in dynamic markets, period. So what are the pricing challenges that are out there? And uh, what are their improvement opportunities? Pricing issues are seldom simple or isolated. Um, usually they are diverse, intricate, and uh, linked to many aspects of a business. But while most managers have to handle a bulk um, of pricing issues, many overlook uh, the key aspects 
uh, of this most basic management uh, principle and uh, discipline, uh, which is transfer price management. Without realizing it, many managers are actually leaving significant amounts of money uh, on the table and um, reducing their potential profits. Um, and this is uh, on the transactional level, the point at which the product meets a consumer. Most companies use invoice pricing as a reporting uh, as a reporting measure, but the differences between invoice and actual transaction price can mean significant reductions to uh, the bottom line profit. Some companies actually have identified this problem and are handling it by applying two basic concepts, the pocket price waterfall and the pocket price band. Um, reduced to their essentials, these concepts actually show companies where their product prices erode uh, between invoice price and actual trans transaction price and they help companies capture untapped uh, opportunities at that level. So competent senior managers uh, often fail to focus on uh, these pocket prices because um, their accounting systems don't collect uh, many of the invoice discounts on a customer transaction basis. For example, payment terms, uh, discounts, uh, when uh, all get buried, in the interest uh, expense accounts, um, cooperative advertising, including company-wide promotions and uh, advertising line items, um, and the company-specific freight gets lumped in with other business transportation expenses. So since these items are collected and accounted for uh, on a company-wide basis, it's difficult for most managers to think about them, let alone tally them. Um, on a customer-by-customer customer or transaction-by-transaction transaction basis. Now that we've got here, um, ask yourselves the question, um, where are you on the price pricing maturity curve? Um, so are you still in spreadsheets using cost plus and trying to maintain the status quo? Um, are you watching your competition and trying to react to changes um, in their prices and are you constantly in firefighting mode? Um, are you thinking a little more savvy uh, and are you starting to do some price differentiation um, and scenario analysis or uh, have you reached that advanced point where you can do advanced based pricing through uh, price optimization solutions built specifically for your business? Um, when you climb this ladder, um, you'll start to realize 4 to 8% worth of margin improvements and uh, overall you'll get 3 to 5% overall revenue improvements. Next let's dive into some actual case studies of companies and how they're reaping the benefits of uh, different pricing solutions and uh, uh, how they're thinking about their pricing processes. Um, Volvo Construction Equipment is a great case. Um, they've been using uh, Synchronous Price Management Solution for the last 10 years now. So let's take a look at what challenges they face in their operations and uh, the results of implementing a software solution specific to spare parts price management. Um, Volvo 
had close to a quarter million unique parts across um, 1,300 sales locations. Uh, they also had 500 price lists to manage across almost 300 dealers and um, uh, close to 150 warehouses, 17 different uh, currencies, 40 different information systems, 5 million order lines, and uh, 20,000 new parts annually. So you can uh, start to imagine how complex their operations really are. The massive scale and complexity had originally caused a lack of visibility and lack of coordination, uh, duplicate effort, and uh, creating a highly reactive culture uh, for pricing uh, for Volvo. Now, after they um, rethought their position and uh, implemented uh, Synchron's price management solution, I've got a lot easier for them. Now they have a single global process that uh, respects regional and local dynamics. Uh, they have automatic updates for interconnected price lists. They have improved customer satisfaction for consistent prices. Um, they have increased profitability for service part sales. And finally, they're witnessing a dramatic uh, productivity increase and they've gained complete visibility for each price adjustment to all of its stakeholders. So another case uh, that we'll discuss over here is uh, Hitachi Construction Machinery. Um, they've also been using Synchron's value-based pricing capabilities for over the last 67 years, and uh, they've been taking uh, their profit margins up through value-based pricing. So the challenges that Hitachi faces are also similar to Volvo. In Hitachi's case, they had over 1 million unique parts on their price list. Uh, they needed to log into multiple systems to collect uh, necessary information uh, to price a part. Um, they had an exceeding number of new parts that had to be priced quickly with increased demand uh, of new machine release. They also had to manage an overwhelming number of price complaints due to human error and um, in, their in their manual price revision process. Um, the price revision simulation was taking just too long and uh, it was done via Excel and Access. Um, after uh, implementing Synchron's price management solution, Hitachi now has a single solution for one global uh, parts pricing process. Uh, they have seamless integration into their ERP systems. They have one single screen to price all parts applying to appropriate price strategy in a stepwise function, in a stepwise fashion. Um, they have an easy price revision simulation process, although they have multiple scenarios where um, different pricing policies have to be analyzed. Um, they're experiencing um, a significant reduction in price complaints due to more accurate pricing with less manual intervention. So, as you can see, more and more manufacturers across the globe are starting to optimize their prices, uh, especially on the spare parts business, to unlock dramatic improvements in revenues and uh, their margins. So, in summary, um, so what we've just talked about is uh, the orders for durable goods continues to decline and uh, it's creating 
performance challenges uh, for manufacturers around the world. Uh, innovative companies are turning their post-sales service business as a source for new revenue margins. Service parts pricing has become the new profit uh, lever. Uh, leading companies are achieving significant improvements in their revenue and gross margins by optimizing the prices of their service parts. Um, simply maintaining your status quo pricing strategies um, will result in uh, your pricing strategies falling short in um, wh while you try to improve your financial performance. So what you finally need is pricing technology specifically designed for uh, spare parts pricing if you want to achieve success. So at this point, I'd like to um, tell you a little bit more about Synchron and what we do. Uh, Synchron is a system and consultancy service um, that is strongly specialized in um, aftermarket services. We help customers succeed in the aftermarket by providing services for price management as well as inventory management, um, coupled with um, uh, strong analytic solutions. And uh, we've been uh, focused on this for the last 15 years. Um, are you ready to actually now say uh, goodbye to your pricing spreadsheets and uh, hello to your um, uh, profit margins that you really deserve. All right, thank you. And uh, I'll hand it over uh, for questions now. Thank you, Jason. Thank you so very much. We really enjoyed your pricing webinar. Um, again, Jason's contact information is now listed on the screen. And if you have any additional questions pertaining to the content that was shared throughout today's pricing webinar, <coughs> excuse me, please do not hesitate to contact Mr. Jason Phillips. So we have funneled in a few questions, and I'd like to get to them. But before we do, I want to remind all of the attendees that all copies of today's presentation, the slides, will be delivered to your inbox within the, the next 48 hours. Also. To keep you abreast of all current pricing information, practices, and industry updates as far as technology and education, the Professional Pricing Society conducts pricing webinars on a regular basis. We actually have another pricing webinar scheduled for next month, so always check back with us either on our social media platform for the upcoming date or on our main website, pricingsociety.com. We also have an upcoming conference this fall, and it's never too early to begin planning. The Professional Pricing Society will be hosting our annual fall workshops and conference in Las Vegas this October. Please visit pricingsociety.com for more information. Now we have several questions that came in throughout the presentation from attendees, and I'd like to ask Jason, our expert, and we'll check out these answers now. So, our first question comes in, and it is, what department do you typically see engaging in pricing activity? Um, that's actually a good question. Um, I've seen a lot of sophisticated pricing projects where um, spare parts pricing teams coordinate with uh, different departments like uh, marketing, sales, and engineering to set uh, accurate and effective prices. Um, when you want to advance yourself 
uh, in value-based pricing. Uh, continuous talks with your engineering department uh, to understand what value drivers are out there um, is critical. So uh, getting that uh, communication going is uh, really important. Next question is, how often do you see spare part manufacturers um, revamp their price books or revisit their price books? So when it comes to redoing price books, uh, it's more on a case-by-case -case basis and uh, it depends on what you're selling. But typically in the durable goods uh, or even spare parts uh, pricing world, uh, you typically see annual revisions, uh, sometimes semi-annual revisions, and in some cases um, there's quarterly revisions uh, with minor updates in between. Okay, thank you. And our last question would be essentially how long does a pricing project typically take? Again, that depends on um, the uh, level of complexity of a pricing project. For example, uh, the number of ERP systems that uh, you have to integrate to. Um, the number of price lists that you want to generate and the uh, complexity level of uh, what pri pricing strategies you want to invoke. But uh, typically, uh, you'll, you'll be looking at projects uh, lengths of uh, between six months to a year and uh, sometimes uh, less than that for uh, smaller, less complex uh, organizations. I think we may have one more question. I'm checking now. Sure. Okay, our last and final question is how to deal with other spare parts manufacturers offering the same or similar spare parts we've been hardly affected by the Chinese manufacturers. Excuse me. We've been hardly affected by the Chinese manufacturers. I believe I read that question correctly. Okay, so in a scenario where you're facing uh, competitive competition threats, um, you have to look towards strategies where um, you're taking competitor average list prices and either uh, trying to mark up by, uh, let's say, a certain factor or a percentage. Um, again, uh, you need to, in order to execute any sort of strategy uh, when it comes to uh, competitive pricing, uh, you need to have good competitive source information of uh, the prices. A lot of companies use web scraping uh, technologies. Uh, a lot of companies go in for, um, they actually contract uh, third-party uh, uh, pricing uh, aggregators to uh, get these prices uh, in, in through the door. Um, but once you have these kind of uh, price feeds, uh, then uh, it's important to try to uh, get within a certain quartile range of uh, the pricing average uh, for these competitors. And that's how you deal with uh, um, pricing in a highly competitive market. Okay, thank you so very much, Jason. I believe those are all the questions that we have for this afternoon. And I want to thank all of our attendees for spending time with us today on today's pricing webinar.
Thank you again to Jason Phillips from Syncron. If you all have any additional questions for our featured pricing expert, please do not hesitate to contact Jason directly. His contact information is listed on the last screen within our pricing webinar. As, to the, excuse me, as it is the close of today's pricing webinar, we just have a few final announcements. Um, you'll notice that there will be a three-question survey. It's pretty short. If you don't mind taking about 15 seconds to complete it, it will provide valuable feedback to PPS and our featured presenters. If you'd like more information, again, about anything that we feature today or pricing webinars in general, you can email Pricing Society directly or visit our website. Again, visit our website for any information, particularly our featured pricing webinars and our upcoming conferences. Until next time, we thank you, and you all have a great afternoon.